0: This is Other Voices. We're listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise, which focuses on Albany County, New York. You can reach me at mhs at altamontenterprise.com. I'm talking to Jeff Purley, a lawyer and Albany County legislator who describes himself as an amateur historian. He hopes to empower villagers with tools to research the history of their homes and so build community. Purley worries that the decline of civic participation is bad for the state of our democracy. While people used to gather at local clubs and churches, they are now tied to social media, going to their respective silos. Curly hopes the Every House Project will bridge those gaps and let villagers see that they share a common history. He is launching a new project in conjunction with Dan Barker, who's the curator of the Altamont Archives, and Joe Burke, who's the library director, Altamont Free Library, and it's called Every House Has a History. So, Jeff, tell us how you came up with this idea.
1: <laughs> well, the, the, the grand uh, idea is to is to try to capture and sort of centrally record um, the history of every house in Altamont um, and and the surrounding area it's a it's a pretty big goal um, and because of that we don't we don't necessarily have a time frame um, on, on the initiative um, but but a couple of us were talking about um, uh, you know basically the history of our of our uh, respective houses or properties um, and in the course of the conversation it became apparent that you know some people followed particular processes or had particular approaches or tools. Um, others did others. And, and, and we just thought, Hey, there, there, there should be a way that you can simplify this and streamline it uh, and provide kind of a common toolkit that gives people who are interested in the history of their houses, the means and, and the ability uh, to, uh, to, to do the research in a, in a, in a simple uh in a simple way and then for the community to capture uh the collective work and therefore sort of create a, an ongoing archive um for anyone else who's interested in uh the history of particular properties but all but more importantly the history of the community as a whole well, so it's, it kind of has these it ha- has these individual components of like yeah i i live in this house i, I know i like it because it's old or i like the neighborhood but I've always been interested in, in knowing the story of my house. How do I do that? Well, we're, we're, we're going to try to provide the tools and, and the format for doing that for individuals, but to then harness all that all that individual work into a, a, a collective sort of uh, repository of, of historical information for, you know, for today and for the future.
0: Well, let's start with the toolkit. I'm somebody that has lived in old houses and did not have a toolkit. <laughs> I remember in my <laughs> old house in New Salem going down to the Albany County records, which were then, I'm hoping they're online now, then they were big, big, huge bound volumes yep. in the cellar. And you had to, you know, find the last property owner and go back. And you felt like you were holding history in your hands because there was this spidery old writing and you were like uh, tracking it down. So what, like, what will the toolkit kit today consist of?
1: What is it? Well, the, the good news is that, that that process that you that you so accurately describe, which which I love, you know, as a, as a lawyer and as, as a historian, a, a amateur historian, I, I love that, you know, diving into the old books, but it can be it's cumbersome and it can be intimidating for people that, you know, don't necessarily uh, love that stuff as much as much as we might. Um, but the good news is um, most of that process now can be done right from right from your laptop or right from your phone. Um, uh, a, a large portion of the, of, of the history is there um, and, it's, and it's been digitized. It just is awaiting sort of individual history sleuths <laughs> to, 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 to dive in. Um, so the, the toolkit will consist of, 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 of essentially a, a primer on, on how you get started. Um, you know, the, the obvious starting point um, is your, your own deed uh, which then can, you know, you can start tracing back, but also to instruct people on the online resources that, that are, that are available. Um, the other sort of collective resources, you know, there are, there there are village, there are maps of the village from various periods in history. Um, the Altamont Enterprise archive site is a, is a tremendous treasure trove of information. Um, and what, what, what I found is once you sort of dive in and it, it becomes, it becomes addictive, right? You, you, you start following this, this, this trail and then it leads to something else and it leads to something else. And um, you know, the, the information is out there. It's just, it's just needs to be needs to be unearthed.
0: So now let's talk about the community park. because what I love about it when I was doing searches on my own house is I found out, of course, about the neighboring houses. And you started yep. picturing like what the whole neighborhood was like in the late 1700s, which is when my house that I was researching was built. And here you're going to have people actually who are living as neighbors now <laughs> all diving back into their past of their home. Just tell us a little about, um, I don't know, maybe a larger question. What makes community? Because I looked up something you said at the Knox Bicentennial kickoff, and you were talking about um, that you had been having your kids playing on a swing set with uh, yep. The Whipple kids and you were describing yep. how your great great you didn't even know how many greats went back um, too many greats. yeah and these two families had been friends for over two hundred years you said and I mean yeah I, yeah
1: they they just yeah that was a that was a pretty that was a pretty that was that that occurred last last um, last fall at a, at a, just a sort of a family birthday party for for a five year old and I was standing there talking to to David Whipple who's my neighbor up on the hill. And our, our, our sons were playing on the swing set. And I said, do you, do you realize those kids, they're, as you said, so many greats. Like, I think it's six or seven greats. Uh, grandfathers um, came over from Connecticut together. They they, 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 they literally traveled from their homes in, in Stonington, Connecticut, and came over here and settled on the hill. And the families have been, you know, neighbors and friends and part of the community, um, you know, all, all that time, which I just thought was pretty... You know these four-year-olds. It didn't. <laughs> yeah. It didn't matter to them. But you know, I think. But if 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 we capture that and we can record that, then I think at some point in their life it will matter. It will. You know, it it will root them to a place. It will give them a sense of a sense of belonging, a sense of 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 identity um, that I think is, is 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 very important and it's and it's very positive.
0: Well, there's been. An, I think it, also. With, I'm sorry. There's go go ahead. <laughs> I was just
1: going to say that. I just gonna just- say, I, I, I think. Oh go ahead. <laughs> there's been
0: an explosion in recent years because most Americans couldn't go back past their grandparents or great grandparents, but there's been an explosion in, you know, trying to find roots, um, possibly because of the online ease of it now, I don't know. But very few of us, I think, can do what you did at that party and, <laughs> you know, realize the layers that connected two families. But go ahead with what you were gonna say. Well, yeah, but I,
1: I think probably maybe more than more than you might think, because I think um, there's 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 like just in in the village of Altamont, uh, the the assumption, and I think it's a valid one, is that there are tens, perhaps hundreds of sort of individual repositories that are being held in someone's attic or someone's dining room hutch of of stories about their family or or even people that have dived into the history of their house. Um, that they've that they gathered for their own own sort of edification and for their own purposes. Part of this effort is to is to tap into that and to and to, and to gather that into one sort of central uh, central place. Uh, the stuff that's already out there, um, and to provide a format to sort of systematize that what's there, and to provide a format to systematize the process of gathering other stuff that might be that might be related to that um so i think you know the, the stuff is out there it's just it's you know a finding it and then b organizing it and putting it together in a in a collective uh manner that makes it you know easy for others to access and easy and, and becomes you know the type of sort of collective history that then becomes that becomes interesting i mean this is the type of stuff that like for instance you know we we're, we're blessed to have someone like keith lee in our community uh that 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 keith has gathered as an individual um, on on families and properties um, and really this 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 initiative here this this every house has a story initiative is designed to kind of uh, give more sort of amateur uh, researchers um, the, the same type of tools and approach that Keith has done, has used so so effectively um, you know and it's really made a, a very significant contribution um, and, and it seems like every generation, in our village has had someone like that. Of course, there was uh, Roger Keenholz and Carol DeBryn to a certain extent. Um, that, that sort of was the was the gatherer for the whole community. Before that, of course, Art Greg, um, who wrote sort of the definitive history of our area. But that was a hundred years ago. Um, so we've been blessed by having you know one or two individuals that just have a have a real deep interest in this stuff. What we want to do is is to sort of empower other people who who may not have that same degree of intensity or passion about it, but still have an interest. And we want to empower and arm those people with 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 the tools and the process for, uh, you know, for, for gathering more information.
0: So what form might this take after each individual has conducted their own research on their own house? I mean, would it be a book form? Would it be a display? Would it be a spreadsheet? Would
1: it, what, what... P- what possibly what, it, what do you envision it could, be, it could be all it could be all of the all of <coughs> the above um i think at, at, at a minimum it's going to be a digitized sort of um hopefully user-friendly archive um that is you know the the, the standardized format so that each person will follow a almost like a f- sort of fill in the blanks with the information that you have you know your house when was it built who was the first? Who was the first owner? You know that that's standardized for everyone participating in, in the initiative, um, and then each in, each individual participates would then populate that common form with their particular information that they glean. It will also have the ability to link to you know pictures and ephemera and anything else that is that is relevant that is unearthed in in in, in the in the process. Um, and then, then we'll have this, this digitized, um, I guess you could say archive or catalog of, 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 information where it goes from there. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it becomes, maybe it becomes in book form. I mean, books tend to be the way that people still, um, you know, interface, it's a primary interface with, 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 with local history. Um, but, uh, but it, it could once, once the data is, is collected and then sort of, um, uh, centralized, then then the options are pretty numerous as to as to what form it can take. But we do want it to be relevant. We, you know, this isn't just to you know put something on a shelf for some future uh, PhD student in the future. We want this to be very relevant because we we want to um, encourage people to uh, learn the history of their of their properties because I think when you know the history of something, when you know the stories of something that matters to you then it becomes more relevant. You value it more. Right. Um, And I think that's I think that's important.
0: Well, yes. I mean, I'm in the business that is the first take of history. (laughs) And I all the time I get calls from people, you know, trying to figure out things about their past because they think it might have been recorded in the newspaper. And I just think in this era of so much disinformation, uh, having an actual history (laughs) is an interesting beginning point for what you are as a community. Um, I know there
1: were, I'm sorry, what? I was just going to say that's right. I, I totally agree with you.
0: Yeah, there is a very popular book we I did a podcast on, and um, you know that two local people wrote about ghost stories in houses, and people yep. just loved hearing you know things about a house where they had inhabited it. But tell us about the presentation that you're making, um, so that people can go when. Yeah, where? we're
1: gonna we're gonna kick. Sure, we're going to kick off the project um, on uh, Wednesday, May the twenty-fifth, at seven p.m. at the at the Altamont Village Library on Main Street, and it'll be a, again a short presentation that just sort of gives a little bit of background on the project, and then introduces people to the the process by which they can then you know depart and 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 begin the. Begin uh, doing the research on on their individual homes, and then we'll have a we'll have. I think it, it's going to take the form of a of a Facebook community page, so that people can stay in touch throughout the process of researching. You know, if, if people run into uh, challenges or have questions. Um, you know, and, and there are people that are that are very good at this. Like I said before, we're blessed to have people in the community. You know, there's Keith, there's you know uh, Dan Barker, of course, at the archives. Joe Burke at the library. Dan Capuano. There's there's there's, there's people that that have done this on their properties or for, or for friends or neighbors that are good resources to uh, help people uh, surmount any, any, any hurdles they might face. Um, and then we'll periodically, you know, stay in touch with folks. Um, because the other thing too, is, you know, we're talking about this, this is an activity about community, but I think the activity itself can help build community. Right. Um, I was listening to an, on this thing on NPR yesterday about a, a, a Professor was talking about um, the decline in sort of civic participation and the impact that has on our on our democracy. Now, he he was contrasting it with, with ancient Athens, which you know is not necessarily Altamont, but some of the things he said really resonated. He said, you know, people here, people in the United States today, uh, you know, they don't participate. There's Kiwanis clubs and local garden clubs and church membership and the things that used to kind of bind people together. Um, aren't as aren't as prevalent people are much more uh inward they're much more tied to their own uh you know social media i guess or or, you know they're on their phones and it's those sort of collective activities that sort of bridge the gaps between people right and 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 that's that's important in in a in in a democracy right um now people go to their respective silos and democrats only talk to democrats and republicans only talk to republicans and um, you know, it's uh, the, 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 the opportunities and the chances to do these things and sort of bridge those gaps and bind people across the common things that they share in common. And certainly there's nothing we share more here than, than, than our shared history. So I think the, the activity itself, I think, not only what it will produce and hopefully the, the satisfaction that it will give to individuals who participate in it, but, but I think the activity itself will be a, a, a beneficial thing for the, for the community.
0: Yeah, I have goosebumps listening to you, because that's the heart of what a community newspaper does. We try to have all different kinds of opinions and viewpoints, um, because you're right, people these days have silos where they just are like in an echo chamber. And uh, we find the villages that we cover, or the hamlets, there's much more uh, interest in the newspaper in Voorheesville, in Altamont. In the hamlet of yep. Bern. and I think it does have to do with physical proximity of what is a village. <laughs> um, it's it's just interesting to me. Um, so, on a practical note, if someone is wants to do this but can't make, you know, the May twenty fifth session, is there like an online toolkit or a, a way that they can participate if you know if they can't make that opening? Uh, instructional sessions.
1: absolutely as as i said there 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 will be there will be a sort of a facebook community page but also uh joe burke at the library has sort of volunteered to be the sort of the physical point person so anyone who you know is interested that can't necessarily participate anyone who's participating and in the course of the project has questions or, or needs additional information uh joe has very graciously volunteered to be that person so you just have to pop into the library um and 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 pose your question or your interest to joe and he'll he'll facilitate uh he'll facilitate involvement and i think that's that's an important part too is you know joe is is uh is is expert in in these types of research dan barker so the 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 project will be curated of, of of sorts by people that that um that know what they're doing so that you know, we hopefully what we, what is produced is is good history, right? Meaning, meaning accurate, um, and I think that's important too because you know, so much of what we know is from secondary sources. Um, you know, Art Gregg's Old Helleberg, which you know I've read I don't know how many times, but um, it, you know, it sort of captured and it became the definitive story. Um, but there's a lot of primary sources out there, and and particularly when you start researching. Uh, the history of a property or of a house, and you dive into these these individual land records. I, I thought I knew the history of Altamont pretty well, and once I sort of dove into these these land records, I, there were things that I had never even conceived of that 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 I that I learned about. Uh, for instance, we I just always assumed, again from sort of craig's history, that the village was was first settled down, you know, in the area around Main Street. Um, but what subsequently learned is the top of the hill up in the neighborhood where I live in, that was settled before the bottom of the hill, um, which is something I, I didn't know about, you know, um, and like we said before, you know, when, when you, when you know the stories, when you know the history, you come to appreciate things more. I mean, everyone appreciates the look of our village, the physical beauty. Um, but when you can sort of scratch the surface and get to know, you know, more of the stories, your appreciation actually actually deepens. I mean, researching like the the, fam- the first families that came out, the the, the, the Crounces and and the and the Hiltons, and realizing, you know, what we think is all oh, this beautiful open space, this was all covered completely with with hard stands of the virgin hemlock, and the fact that you know the effort that had to go into clearing. That clearing, you know, just to be able to scratch out enough acreage to, you know, raise a small crop to support your family, it's 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 astounding, Um, and it really makes you appreciate the effort that went into building what we have sort of have 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 come to take for granted. A a quick little anecdote as well: I I was helping one of my uh, my immediate neighbors do the history of, of of her house. And came across uh, a family, of course, the Keenholds family, which is an old family in Altamont. But um, right across the way from me here, there was the uh, farm of, of Christopher Keenholz. Um, and the family, they actually operated an inn, which I never knew there was an inn at the top of the, up the, top of the hill. Um, but that, So that was interesting. But then sort of diving into the story a little more, Christopher Keenholds had a big family, lived here, prospered. Um, I found some lawsuits that he was involved in and and interestingly enough, they spoke Dutch into the 1840s and 1850s, which astounded me that they were still, their primary language was still Dutch that that late in history. But then the thing that really struck me is he had a big family and in, during the civil war, in the course of the, of the four years of, of the war, he lost a daughter, a daughter in law and three sons in the war. And just the, the magnitude of that sacrifice that this, you know, country Dutch farmer from, from Altamont, New York, made during the Civil War, you know, really, really resonates when, you know, we're about to celebrate Memorial Day, right? So these, these stories bring back, um, you know, things that we really need to remember, um, you know, as, as individuals and, and as a community.
0: So tell us about your own house, which I assumed you've researched.
1: I did. Well, I actually I, I built my house um, on, on property that that was was a long, uh, long time ago in, in in the family. But as a kid, I remember we used, we used to ride up the hill, and my mom would always point to an old stone house that sort of sits underneath the, the Peter Young Center. He said, "Oh, that." She used to say, "Oh, that's the old family farm," and it, you know. That's all I knew. Um, but it turns out that my, my great, great, great grandfather, uh, had a farm up here, um, on, on the land. It subsequently became the Altamont, the Stonehouse Bed and Breakfast, um, right below the Peter Young Center. And his son actually was involved in politics, which kind of resonates with me. Um, but he was a member of what was known as the, the Albany Regency, or actually the second Albany Regency, which was a, a group of, of Democratic politicians that ran Albany County. But because of that, they really kind of wound up running running New York State. And in the course of, of that activity, he sort of introduced a lot of his political associates to the beauties of the area surrounding his family farm. Uh, that included, you know, the, the Cassidys, uh, who, of course... Lucy Cassidy built the, the house and she named Altamont. Um, Judge Peckham, who wound up being on the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, the Wassons, who, who were, um, in addition to their political activity, he was one of the founders of American Express. So, you know, starting with the family history, then that led to, you know, really diving into the history of these these great old uh, country estates that, that uh, you know, uh, Mayor Thatcher, um, who, of course later donated thatcher park um these these people all made altamont their 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 summer and country home which um i found really really interesting um and you know uh, several of the buildings still exist so that kind of stimulates the imagination and stimulates the interest because there's an old building that's really cool and you know hey what's the history of that um but then as i dove into it further i wanted to know well what about the buildings that aren't here anymore what was what was what was their story as well So starting in a thing that resonated with me personally, because of a family connection, it then sort of morphed into really kind of wanting to know more about the the larger neighborhood.
0: Yeah, I think you've written for us about that uh, larger neighborhood on the edge of Altamont, and it is a fascinating history. Um, So who should be involved? Obviously, you said the people in the village, but how far out? Do you want to go? <laughs> I mean, I really, live in an there's, old crowns house myself. I mean, do you do you want to encompass the area? Where's Absolutely. the geography Absolutely.
1: on this? There's no, there's no, there's no hard and fast limit. I mean, really, anyone who considers themselves, you know, if, if someone's asked you where you're from, and if you say I'm from Altamont, and if that means you know, you live on the Dunsville Road, or you live, uh, that counts, right? We're not, we're not going to, we're not going to exclude anyone who's who's interested in in, in contributing to the to the the collective effort. I think another thing that's important too is this is not just focused on, quote, historical properties, right? Uh, You don't have to own a big, you know, uh, traditional Queen Anne Victorian to to be interested and participate in this venture. We want to know the history of every house in Altamont, right? Because what is today's sort of new house is, of course, you know, tomorrow's history, right? I mean, my my mom grew up in... um, the group home that's there at the end of Lincoln Avenue on, on, on Western Avenue, mm-hmm. which that house in itself, if you know the history of that house, I mean, it's the group home now, which is a tremendous, great resource for Altamont. When I was a kid, it was Dr. Grover's office. Right. And my generation will always remember it as that that was the doctors. My mom, when she was growing up, it was a dairy farm, you know, and the notion of having, you know, a dairy farm right in the smack center of the village of Altamont is, is pretty cool. And of course, it goes all the way back to the to the Groot family. And, you know, he, he served in the American Revolution. So through one particular building, you, if you just trace the trace the story of that building, you you have a really interested you know, you know tapestry. But but not just old houses, not just historic you know what we consider historic houses. You know the houses on Sunset Drive that were built after World War II. They that, that tells a story. What was the story of the people that that went off to fight in the war and came back and were raising families and you know uh, contributed to the sort of the suburban boom of the 1950s, that's, that's as relevant as, you know, an 1860s Victorian on, on main street. Um, and likewise, you know, for the houses that were built 20 years ago in, you know, in Kushikwa, that's now the the history will be shorter. (laughs) It'll be much easier to research, but that counts too, because, because we want to provide this resource for future generations. Um, you know, my mom used to call the the, the bungalows that are there on the, as you go around the bend past the group home mm-hmm. um, by Harry Plank Road. She always all, through all her life she called those the new houses. <laughs> right? I mean, those houses are now almost a hundred years yeah. old, but because they were brand new when she was a kid, she always referred to those as the new houses. Right, so uh, those houses have a story, and 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 they need to be included as well.
0: So, do you also want to include? Um, the businesses, in other words, like I'm sitting in what was a Victorian house and now it's the newspaper or, you know, are you just focusing on the ones that
1: are. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is, is, is yes. And I think the, the hope of the organizing group is that once people get into this and sort of stimulates an interest, that there'll be people that will, you know, complete their work on their, their particular house and then kind of want to continue. And then our hope is that we can then assign those people either properties where the owner isn't participating or some of the commercial properties, right, where where they can dive in and do and do the research of the of the commercial and, and, and other type of properties as well.
0: Have you so run the numbers at <laughs> all? Do you know how many if you had your ideal of every single property in Altamont, do you know how many there are?
1: It would be in it would be in the high hundreds. Okay. Uh, the number of, of of individual parcels. And then, and
0: if this is successful and it does everything you want, it brings a community together. It gives us our history. It makes us more of a, a community. Is there is this something you'd like to replicate in other areas? I mean, I know you cover in your. Um, legislative district, uh, parts of the hill towns where it seems to me too, there are, you know, communities that have deep history and might have an interest in this. Is this something you'd like to replicate or is this just,
1: yeah, I, I, I think that would, I think that would be terrific. And again, you know, here's where we have the benefit of, of experts like the archivist and the librarian that are, who, who we can create this template for our purposes, but then. Uh, you know, that template can be can be exported so that anyone else, any other community or interested group of individuals can can follow the same process if they want to document the same sort of extensive history of, of their community as well. You know, our our, our, our interest and our primary focus is, is in Altamont. But I think, you know, in 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 doing the work up front to make the process and the template and the toolkit, um, you know, user friendly um, and. Both user friendly for the individuals who are doing the research, but then also user friendly on the back end for the people that would want to, you know, look at the work at, at the end um, in, in in designing that, 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 that template or that process. Um, you know, I think they, there will be this this product, I guess, that can then be hopefully e- easily uh, borrowed and used by by other communities.
0: I just think it's a wonderful project, and I hope you keep the newspaper informed as it progresses, because I feel like it's a role that we can play in, um, you know, keeping the various uh, people involved in this informed about what's what's happening. Do you have any closing
1: thoughts? No, again, I I just I would I would welcome everyone to participate and, 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 you know, I would encourage anyone not to be intimidated by, well, I don't know. I and mean, that's the whole, that's the whole purpose, right? Um, you, you don't have to, you don't have to know, you don't have to have information. It, it's, 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 you know, just bring your, your interest in, in participating. That's, that's really what is, is, is most important. So, so don't feel like this is, you know, we, we don't want to make this, uh, oh, that's for people that really care about it. You know, I mean, this, this, we want to make this as, democratic small D as, as possible because that then will achieve the ultimate objective. And the ultimate objective is not, oh, success, we got every single parcel. I mean that would be I would be awesome if we could achieve that. But the, the group when we were when we were talking about it at the outset, we said, you know what, if we get if we get half the properties, that's awesome. That's way more than we have today. If we get a core, whatever, whatever number of people that participate, whatever number of, of individual stories that we can collectively document, um, you know, that, that will be considered success and you know, we can just grow from there.